This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. The Chinese stock market recorded their worst trading day in five years when the Shanghai Composite Index opened this morning and gave investors the opportunity to react to the coronavirus outbreak. Markets were down over 8% this morning, prompting concerns about how the coronavirus outbreak is affecting the economy. Chinese officials have confirmed there are now over 17,000 cases of the coronavirus in China, and the Philippines have now recorded the first death of the coronavirus outside China. So how will this decline in the Chinese stock market affect well, every other market. Jeffrey Sandler is with us. Mr. Sandler is a portfolio strategist with Linton Wealth Management for Raymond James, and he's in studio with some details. Jeff, thanks for coming by. It's great to meet you. My pleasure. Thanks. So this, uh, a, an 8% plunge in the domestic markets in Shanghai this morning, the biggest drop in five years. You're in the business. What does that tell you? We have to be careful when we're talking about Shanghai or actually uh, any of the markets in China. And the, let me just give you the, the, the big picture. The, the Chinese government injected probably over $100 billion into their markets to stabilize them prior to opening them because right. of this news. And those markets trade on different fundamentals and for different reasons than the stock markets that you and I would typically be accustomed to talking about. New York Stock Exchange, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Even Europe. They trade at sometimes what are considered extremely lofty to almost impossible to, to uh, maintain earnings multiples. In other words, they're expensive. Okay. So an 8% move in a really expensive market, to me, is like should be expected on, on news like this, especially one that might chop a few points off of your gross domestic product because such a large portion of your uh, Working population may end up in you know in segregation or affected by the virus. Well, as so, I mentioned earlier, just just as a setup to your coming in a few minutes ago, fifty million people this morning or today are quarantined. They can't go out. They can't produce. They can't consume. They're locked up. But it's a big populated country, and anybody who can put a thousand bed hospital up in 10 days is to be admired. So it's a terrible situation. The coronavirus. Kills so far. This, you know, the data that we know is it kills about uh, one out of ten. SARS, for instance, killed uh, uh, nearly uh, three out of ten. Right. And uh, the uh, 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 flu that goes around every year has killed much more people and uh, kills about one tenth of one percent of the population. So, so, so it's not three out of ten. Sorry, it's three percent versus one percent right. for this virus versus one tenth of one percent for flu. So, in perspective, if this outbreak becomes three times larger than it is now in terms of harming people, it will be on a scale with the SARS outbreak, which was a major global economic impact. Um, this one in particular is of concern to manufacturers who have operations, and, and uh, including Canadian manufacturers and Canadian businesses, but the big ones would be Apple, and, and companies you know, that size who have enormous amounts of infrastructure built up in China. Sure. So it's not a small thing. It's a big deal. However, it's considered that the Chinese are working very, very aggressively to, to contain it. Mm-hmm. And if you took, look at the stock market action today, it'll tell you we only had two days of the 1% or, or larger declines in New York. And today it's up. And what's remarkable, if I can just draw your attention to like a, an example of something that shouldn't be going up, if this is 
economically devastating or even psychologically devastating. Um, companies like uh, Wynn Resorts or Las Vegas Sands. Mm-hmm. These, are, these are U.S. companies that have most of their earnings coming out of Macau. All right, from okay. Chinese, right, sure. from wealthy Chinese, mm-hmm. the 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 amount of money they make in Macau is three times what Las Vegas makes. So these are important, huge economic centers for these international gaming companies, resorts companies, um, and then getting back to what we do with them, commodity trade, and yet. Those companies, for instance, were up today. And I look at that and I say, okay, so one of two things is true. This is another international, serious, normal event, Mm -hmm. very different than a systemic problem. If you and I were here and you were asking me, well, uh, you know, UK just went through Brexit. I understand that, you know, banks are failing. That would be a run around the room hands above the head yelling type of situation right. or panic this isn't this is bad but it it, it the the exact amount of economic fallout for us here in Vancouver remains to be seen so two questions out of that one why did the government of China prop up its economy with an infusion of 100 billion dollars American uh, and, well let's start with that let's, 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 why, why did they feel it necessary to do that not not unusual for that government to intervene in its, oh, own, in its okay. own capital markets and it can be for any number of reasons I don't really trust the <laughs> I mean they're very important markets they're very large markets they're very heavily traded and there's a lot of wealth managed in the Chinese markets but they're completely the the rules are have been in my experience very different from what you know, I can hardly keep up to the regulations in Toronto, New York, let alone the very strange things that can happen in some of the emerging market uh, markets. Okay, that government is that that's not an open economy. So if they so say just the market, another in, in interventionist it, move, it would be like tomorrow someone from Ottawa holds a news conference and says we've decided that the TSX should be five percent higher. It would be that stunning to you and I. <laughs> like the government would come in and just say we're just going to move it five percent. Well, that's not that ridiculous in China, like where they say something's wrong, we're going to fix it, and they, and inter- they, and they intervene. Yes. Uh, interesting. So the people that uh, have done something, sold, sell, sold a lot of stock by the things, because if it's off almost 9%, uh, are those people just saying their tolerance, their risk tolerance has, has hit the wall, I'm out. Cash me out. I'll come back when everything's better. Short-term price moves are very deceptive. They can be Triggered by news headlines, like serious ones, coronavirus or war or like an earthquake, nuclear reactor, short-term, large news events. And then the reaction to them will be compounded by the price moves themselves. So whether it's 9% or 9 tenths of 1%, it all depends on how quickly it goes from A to B. So it's not so much the size, but the velocity. How quickly does it go there? Selling begets selling. So a lot of the people who sold when the market was down 2%, then 3 then 4 uh, triggered people who didn't sell until it was down five, six, or seven. If you under- mm-hmm. it, it creates a snowball, so the market tends to overextend in both directions. We've been on a on a on a tear going due north mm-hmm. in, the, in the North American market since the new year, and actually the last year it's about a twenty percent S and P five hundred move for fifty two weeks. Coronavirus could easily, you know, because of the news, shave something off of that. But the coronavirus isn't the reason North American markets necessarily would be correcting. They're tired. They've been going up almost relentlessly for months and months and months. The, the low interest rate, low, um, low inflation, low unemployment, same old grinding economy that I've been on radio talking to people about for, for now 12 years, going back to the 08 collapse, right. is still there exactly the way it was a decade ago. So there's no real reason to derail 
you know, on a large scale, what's what's happening? But right it now doesn't sound that you're you're willing to let the pendulum swing too far to the other extreme and to go to that recession conversation that a lot of people were having. You'll notice before the end of the year, and not so much since the new year began. Yeah, uh, the the again, it's important that you stay focused. I know this sounds like like corporate rhetoric, but if you don't look long term and don't look at you know. It, it, if you've got kids who buy Apple products, let's say, okay, mm-hmm. what are the chances they will never buy an Apple product again? Slim and none. Right. So you can't get too crazy bearish on Apple, even though their manufacturing gets hurt, for instance, in, in a coronavirus outbreak or for any other reason. They sure. get caught up in a tax thing. They you know, run headfirst into, into some kind of political story or or any of the other big names that are constantly in the news, including Canadian ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a Canadian bank right now. Uh, one of them has put out a report saying we should be very, very optimistic about where things are going to be in a year, not not crying about things, despite the coronavirus. And and I'm not in total disagreement with that. Okay. So, uh, and, and in your personal experience uh, practicing uh, with uh, Linton Wealth Management and Raymond James, you have clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are, are more antsy than others, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Uh, have you been hearing from any yet in the wake of this, uh, particularly today? We're pretty pro. N- no, we're pretty proactive okay. uh, in terms of getting out in front of these things. And they know from talking to me through these incidents before exactly what I'm probably going to say and, and what we're what we're focused on. So, uh, I mean, that's your job. Uh, you're not, you know, you're not paid to watch markets go up. You're paid to help people when things aren't going so well or right. when they're scary. So you have to be uh, you have to be out in front of these things. There's not nothing going on. It's just that we're not going to knee-jerk react to these types of situations in terms of moving a lot of money around because it's not necessary. Interesting. There's no, nothing to indicate right now that we should be. Yeah, just, uh, and we've only got a minute here, uh, Jeff, but just to, further to your comments about um, the gain of last year, uh, 2019 was a fantastic year mm-hmm. to be invested. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2020, they're predicting modest growth this year, more of same next year, a little, perhaps a better year next year. Not flat for 2020, but uh, what one point five, one point six percent growth rate? Is that uh, is that enough to keep the engine purring smoothly, or are you envisioning some kind of correction this year? Uh, corrections are normal, and you get one every eighteen months going back a hundred years. So you're going to get one, uh, and it'll be for whatever reason. Uh, coronavirus type of news usually won't set off a major correction. It'll be something else. Okay. Uh, so you're going to get something between, uh, you know, a four and a half to 10% move over the next year. It, it, it happens. Uh, if you ask me, would I be out of the market anticipating that and ready to react to it? No. I, I, it's just it's just there, and I just invest accordingly. And a final question. If I'm investing in Canadian stocks, mm-hmm. and I'm a natural resources fan, and knowing that the coronavirus is going to affect the demand for natural resources from Canada, would I be uh, wise to hold on to that stock or maybe uh, let some of it go? Chances are you don't own a lot of it right now because the sector's been beating you senseless for the last <laughs> several years. And especially if you're in Alberta, you just about had enough of this news. True. But I would be looking... Looking at the sector for those companies that are outstanding and are really being beaten up. Okay. And I would try to, you know, maybe pick off one or two that, that I find of interest. All right. So remember when prices go down, there are bargains to be had. That's what if Warren you, Buffett if says. If you have the nerves of steel to, to stay in the fray. Yeah. Jeff Sandler, thanks very much for coming in. It's great to meet you, and we do appreciate some calm words of advice. You're welcome. It's uh, Jeff Sandler, by the way, is a portfolio strategist with Linton Wealth Management and Raymond James.